got a couple of verses this morning and uh, that we're going to look at uh, just to kind of, you know, uh, uh, draw your attention to them. And in the last Sunday and this Sunday, it's, it's really about, you know, uh, the, the, the idea and the thought of, of, of sonship living. Today I want to talk about the restoration of sonship living. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a subject that, that you know, uh, we could spend much study on. So we'll just be highlighting and just trying to, to awaken us, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, just to, to kind of touch your palate. And... Uh, uh, To live that abundant life that Jesus said that he had come to, to give us. So let's, let's read these verses first and then. I can. Who can? I can. Do all things through who? Christ. Through Christ. Who strengthens me. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And prior to that, there is kind of a, you know, a, a scenario of life. And how that we are more than conquerors. It's through him who has loved us. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. There is a definite realm that the scripture it identifies as our relationship known as sonship and not being gender specific, but whether it's a son or a daughter. An identity that we have. A family that we belong to. While there are some things that are not yet known, There is that which is and that which is yet. But there's definitely enough in that which is to inspire our living. Our abundant living. It's not just about your spiritual welfare, however it is connected to the spiritual aspect of your life. It has a major uh, 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 role in everyday living. Those I can do all things are relative to the things that are. I'm more than conquerors are things that are Relative to that which you may be in the midst of. A son lives 
with the empowerment of true relationship. Jesus Christ gives to us not only eternal life, but he gives to us the gift of living. There are five essential aspects of sonship rights that are given to us that open the door and are the platform for the amazing promises of God contained in the Bible. Those sonship rights that are given to us by God's grace, given to us as his children. We will not elaborate on them, but we will mention them, and they will have a, 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 a thought line that will speak to you and inspire you in how those particular ones relate. One is righteousness. The sonship rights is righteousness. It is justification. It's redemption. It's sanctification and wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 says this, but of him are you in Christ who God made unto us. Hallelujah as wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. When you claim your sonship rights, and, and that word rights is, is, you know, it's so misused today, I hesitate to use it, but uh, sonship opportunities. But however, it is a legal right. It is a legal right through the relationship or because of Jesus Christ. That claiming your sonship rights affords you a victorious lifestyle. I can do all things. I'm more than conquerors. It affords you a victorious lifestyle so that you are not bound to your past. You don't have to be hindered by the present. And you are also free from the fear of the future. The truth of the matter is because of those aspects of, of, of God's grace, the darkness has no legal authority over your life anymore. Because God delivered us from that darkness and from the 
power of that evil world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. Jesus said, in the world you have, will have tribulation. So it's not that we've been removed from the, 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 the uh, atmosphere of it. But we have been delivered from the darkness of it. Galatians 1, 13 and 14. We have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And our future is secure. Amazing. There is grace for these times, for these last days. For as your day is, so shall your strength be. To live in this power, we must live from our identity. Our identity is Jesus Christ. Not the identity of your past, but the identity that we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Because we are more than just heirs apparent. We are heirs. That means now. Now. We serve a God of possibilities. Paul wrote this, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want to read you some of those things that Paul said that he was victorious in. He speaks about his experience in life. He talks about those days that, you know, were filled with abundance. And he also spends time in showing us when his life was in deep need, and yet, he says, we're more than conquerors. As he begins to talk, he says, I, I don't really like to do this. But I will. In labors more abundant. Who's ever been a laborer? In stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. Now, I tell you what, 
From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. That's, you know, 39 stripes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, weariness and toil, sleeplessness often, and hunger and thirst, and fasting and often, and cold and nakedness you don't have a problem your life is good but yet it's in these extremities that he says I'm strengthened In these extremenesses, he says, I'm a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What's he saying? He's saying my whole life is powered by Christ. My whole life is powered by Christ. Oh, hallelujah. It was Jesus that said in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. He is talking to disciples and they ran to an encounter. It was impossible for them, but Jesus steps in and it works. And he says, there are things that are impossible with God. All things are possible. He's really saying that really God has no limits. The limits are only determined by the things that are promised in God's word. Everything in the word is within limits. Hallelujah. Everything in the word is within limits. Paul wrote this and said, you know, God just says yes to every promise. The only thing that limits it is our believing. Is our believing. And that's why our faith, our confidence, that hope, that expectation is such a life jacket when you're in the perils of the sea. Is such a major, major hedge of protection that when you are thrown into a fiery furnace, all the particulars. You see, we are in a divine partnership. A divine partnership 
We have been given a faith, you know what I mean, that looks to God for power. Sometimes we hook our faith in, in human promises, in our own strength, in our own might, in our own, you know, uh, abilities and, and, and wisdom and, and, you know what I mean? And, and there's been that gift given to us. We're, we're, you know, we've been made in God's image. But it only works efficiently and sufficiently in connection to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. And that's who you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Hallelujah. You may look the same. Your neighbor might not recognize it by just looking at your outward appearance, but all of a sudden it gets to take on a little bit of awareness, you know. You got hope when you should be down. There are things missing and you're still content. I love what Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Think about this divine partnership. A very present help in the time of need. You see, Paul hooked his faith to God alone. It's impossible to overcome without faith in God. The power of faith in God. Imagine Moses was able to draw water from a rock. It really fits. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Hmm. How many have ever tried to squeeze a rock and get water out of it? You see, that really happened. Right, didn't it? I don't have very many heads moving. I mean, did it really happen? I mean, do you really believe that, that water, you know, that, yeah, it, I mean, that's not logical. We shouldn't be surprised that the unbeliever looks at us and says, yeah, mm-hmm. What'd you just take? What if you've got some miracles coming, but you're going to have to increase your faith to release that, that gift, to turn it into reality? 
sometimes you have to stand strong. I can only imagine in the humanness of Paul how his mind could have wandered. doing the will of God and he ran into such amazing you know unbelievable hindrances so number one it's faith in God alone as Paul stood on the deck of that ship <clears throat> prior to this, to its, uh, you know, being totally wrecked. He said, there was an angel that stood by me and spoke to me. And he told me that not one person would be lost, however the ship would be lost. And he said, I believe it will be just as he said. That faith was challenged. That I believe was challenged. When that ship ran aground and the waves were so turbulent that it wrecked it and, you know, was just boards and splinters, you know, on the water. But you can trust God. You can trust God because nobody lost their life. Paul said, I can do. That speaks of perseverance. I think it took some perseverance in that situation that he was in, life he was in. He says, whatever the circumstance, Jesus gives me strength to handle it. He found a contentment that his faith brought to him in the midst of that turmoil. He said, I, I can handle this bad circumstance. And I can handle good circumstances. I can do There are so many things, particularly when it comes to your personal life, they are not going to happen by God alone. 
It's going to be you and God. God being the greater part. But you and I being the, that, that part that really gets it activated. See, persevere means more than just simply holding on until the end. No. Faith is not some, some kind of weak emotion. No, it's when you throw yourself with abandonment on total confidence upon God. Because let me tell you, God can take you through the worst the world has to offer. Yes. Psalms 46 and 2. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains carried into the sea, there's a river. There's a source whose streams make glad. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't it interesting that he, he, he draws on the idea of, of gladness or joy? I like to call it or refer to it as an excitement for life. about what's what's ahead how many think that that's God has shown us you know even in the extreme midst of issues the earth be removed the mountains be cast into the sea there's still God Yes. You see, as a son of God, as a child of God, your life is in the hands of God just like a bow and arrow is in the hands of an archer. The Lord is aiming at something that you can't see. Trust him. You gotta trust him. Paul in that story says, when all hope was gone, there wasn't one avenue, you know, naturally, that things were gonna turn out favorably that's when God shows up he showed up a word for Paul the Holy Spirit shows up with a word for us that this
has got it covered. God's got it covered. Paul is letting us know that we can't do it alone. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do it alone. We need to acknowledge that we need Jesus to do all these things. We're just nothing without him. My wife's prayer, did you see that, that you know, that, that, that cry of the Holy Spirit? Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can't do anything. Yeah. At this stage of the game in my walk with the Lord, I used to could do a lot of things. I can't do them. But yet I can do them. I am more dependent. Boy, does it take the pressure off. Just in God and, you know, and, and, and just, you know, you are my strength. You have broken down every wall. When I am weak, and your grace just moves in. I can't do it alone, but I can do it with God. The wonderful part of this, this whole dynamic that Paul is talking about too, about the power of Christ, and I think is, is, is that equalizer. It's absolute necessity, and that is contentment. He said, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be content. When things aren't just going right, I've learned to be content. Because when contentment is there, you know what I mean? Frustration and despair and discouragement, it can't take root in my life. Sonship living. Paul said this the same power that could deliver him from prison was the same power that could keep his soul calm. Yep. Philippians 4 be anxious for nothing. <laughs> And he goes on to give us keys there, you know. 
Now that the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. He talks about how that when you have rejoicing and hope, it makes it possible for you to be patient in delays. Yeah. And I think there's another key in this sonship living, and that is we need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, because nothing is as usual. In fact, as it says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then he talks about overcoming. I believe that overcoming is, you know, uh, is, is attached to, to, to uh, the Holy Spirit. The word for the day. We have this book, Word for Today. I believe the Holy Spirit actually gives us a word for today. Hallelujah. You know, it, it may be different for each one of us because, you know, our day is different. But there's a word for today that makes you an overcomer. Victory in your words. Sonship living has a lot to do with your words. The words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We're familiar with the passages, how that death and life are in the power of the tongue. We can have a voice of victory because God's word and Jesus Christ compensates for our weaknesses. He gives us his divine strength for our struggles. And I don't know about you, but trying to feel, see that struggle field and it's not out here, it's right here. That eventually wants to try to get to here. This is an interesting word that Paul said, oh, my grace is sufficient for you, my strength is made perfect in weakness simply a realization that we need him. I'm going to ask my musicians to come, but you know, there's an old song that, and forgive me those that, that I refer back to, but it says, I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour I need thee Oh, bless me now, my Savior. 
I come to thee. Hallelujah. When I am weak, then I am strong. Let me tell you a story. Story I read. Not a long story. But I think it carries a message. It can happen in our lives. The story of a man that went to a doctor complaining that he hurt all over. So the doctor said, what do you mean? You hurt all over. He said, every part of my body is in pain. The doctor said, well, let's, let's delve into this just a little deeper. And so he asked, he said, uh, touch your knee. The man yelped in pain. He said, touch your ear. The man screamed in agony. He said, touch your chest. And the man yelled. The doctor said, your problem is clear. You have a dislocated finger. <laughs> All of a sudden, that can happen, folks. It's not as bad as you think. When you let a problem take over your whole life, nothing is right. Everything is painful. Yeah. Only believe all things are possible. Only believe. <laughs> A closing verse this morning. to know who we are in Christ. Beloved, now are you the sons of God? There's another word and I want to expound on this morning, but there's another word that goes along with this, and that is the word friendship. And that is, what that means is, is God's going to tell you what's coming down the pipe. He said, a servant doesn't know what I'm going to do. But when you're a friend, you have private 
time and counsel with the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 5 and 7 speaks of an evil. And this evil is that they're not recognizing their role and who they are. And this is what it says. There is an evil I have seen as an heir proceeding from the ruler. I have seen servants on horses while princesses, princes walk on the ground like servants. Stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. You can do this. You personally have to say, I can do this through Christ who strengthens I can be content while I'm waiting. I can be in the midst of a conflict and battle and I can overcome. All natural hope can be gone, but there's one hope that can't be taken away. That's my helper, who is the God of all hope. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice the connection all connected to Him. That's who you are. Not who you're waiting to be. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I can do all things. Christ who gives me strength. Amen. 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 He is your power source. Now, praise God. Father, as we leave today, we thank you that you have positioned us.
You have given us identity. You have supplied an inheritance. And you've given us access to the account of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you today. We turn to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just go out and do it now. Live, yes. Live like a son of God. Child of God. Amen. You're dismissed.